Hey, everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys podcast, where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very fun topic. We are talking to all the recent college graduates out there. We're going to dive into how do you start investing after you graduate from college? Scotty? Well, if this is a long time after you've graduated too, this can this can apply to you too, because this is truly just about getting started. We wanted to speak a little bit to the younger generation on this, but keep in mind, this what we're going to cover today is very applicable regardless. It's about getting started. And the, the four things we're going to cover today are one, having the right mindset. Second, we're going to talk about some basic good savings habits that anyone can set up. Second, or sorry, third, we're going to talk about education educating yourself and the easy ways to do that. And then last, we're going to cover decide your real estate method. And we're going to explain those different methods you can do. And we're going to even share some insider hacks that can help you get started quickly and hit that ground running. I'm excited about this one, especially because one, you and I are a couple of children that uh, have never really, you know, grown up intellectually, I think since college. But, uh, but two, um, it's our first point, you know, and just to get right into it, I talk about mindset all the time on this. You do. And I think it's really, really important because I personally believe if you've got the wrong mindset, then don't get into real estate. If you're buying into a lot of the, the guru mentality and you're the type that um, is super, flash, super flashy or if you uh, a night of uh, fun for you is to drop twenty thousand at some high end Vegas club, the homeboys aren't for you. No, and quite frankly, I don't think real estate is for you. I think having the right mindset, which for us, we're very conservative, smart decision, real estate investors. Um, you know, it's a, about long term strategy and planning, and you can create generational wealth through real estate. Does that afford you the ability to be able to have a lot of luxury items and, and different things? Of course it can, you know, you and I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't necessarily, uh, you've, you've, you've got a, a 35 year old Jeep and <laughs> you know, I've got a, I've got a 28 year old car. Um, but those are luxury items to us as far as, as far as, you know, we're, we're, oh, we're concerned. You know, you, you know, know, I have a luxury vehicle at home that is over a year old now and it has 3,900 miles. We just Correct. talked about this yesterday because I would rather drive my 1990 piece of junk Jeep every day. You know, it's not about the things, but I, I think you've made some really good points about having the right mindset. One of the other points with it that we just were talking about the way technology has changed real estate. And it used to be that you had to have this mindset with to get into investment real estate where you were willing to put in long hours, go paint houses after work, do it the way we did it, which is diving in. You don't necessarily have to have that same mindset anymore. There's, we're going to talk about some some ways that you can um, invest in real estate that require a lot less of your time, a lot less of your effort, and even a lot less of your money to do that. However, you still have to have that get off the couch and make stuff happen attitude. Nothing's going to happen for you. No, no one's going to walk up to you and say, "Here's an investment house. You know, buy it." This is about 
having the mindset of building your future and building long-term giant generational wealth. And it can be done very simply and conservatively, but it does take those first steps that don't get you any reward in the short term. And that's hard for people. People want immediate uh, gratification for their actions. And with real estate, you have to be in that mindset that you are going to start this project. You are going to start becoming a real estate investor but you're not going to see the fruits of your labor for a little while. They will come and they will be giant. However, this is not about a quick buck, no matter what any of those gurus and those uh, you know douchebags trying to sell you something are going to tell you. It's not that. We, this is a different mindset to have. So, And we think this mindset starts with point number two, which is start with good savings habits. We talk about this all of the time. Yeah, saving is is exceptionally important. And, you know, we have seen through a lot of our education and content that we put out there that, well, first, let me say this. I think that um, financial education was horrible in the 80s and 90s whenever we were growing up. Um, I think it was terrible. I mean, we didn't have um, you know, classes on, you know, balancing checkbooks and, you know, different things. I think it was terrible. I think it's absolutely atrocious today. I think it's gotten considerably worse. Some of the comments that we see on, you know, the content stuff that we are putting out there, um, and some of the questions just really scare me. Right. Um, you know, we, we talk about, we talk about saving, um, like, you know, S and P 500 average, you know, is 10%. And, uh, you know, a comment would be, oh, well, there's no, there's no, you're wrong. There's no such bank that, 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 uh, you can make 10%. Well, we're not saying a bank. Um, you know, that, that comment has come up, sure. has come up a lot. We've you made know, it a personal know where, mission. People don't know where to start. And, you know, we're actually concerned about our youth and the financial literacy that they have. Yeah. And I really, you know, it's a mission of the homeboys to, to really, you know, pound the pavement and and speak to our youth about it because savings is not that difficult. And let me say that again, you know, your savings habits aren't that hard. It's just a matter of getting started. It can you can start very uh with something very small monetarily, but you know putting a plan together and doing it and then sticking to that plan, it's so important, but it doesn't have to be hard. And, and we, we really are preaching the power of compounding interest. And, and that doesn't have to be um, just pigeonholed into just what the returns you get on a savings account. Compounding interest applies to everything, including real estate. Your returns are compounding. We're talking about the re- compounding of money. And if you don't know what uh, compounding of, of interest is or how that works, don't be embarrassed by that. It's the education system has failed you. It's not your fault. If you're interested in this, which you should be, we've got a great savings calculator on the Homeboys uh, podcast website that you can put in different savings amounts and it does the math for you and it shows you the power of savings. And I'm going to go through a really fast example so that the listeners can understand that savings is worth it. And I think this is a simple example that shows that. And I'm going to talk about saving $50 a week, just $50 a week for a 30 year period and collecting 9% returns. Now you and I talk about this all the time. 9% is high. 
Nine percent? You can't get nine percent. Nine percent is high, but like you, where always, are you banking? Yeah, it's you will not be able to get that at a bank. I've never seen a bank with nine percent, and and you won't. You probably won't in your lifetime. I hope because then things have gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Are, if you do, you, the, you do. Then the turds are hitting the fan. That's but, right. But uh, you know the historical S and P average is is over 10%. So 9% is high, but doable. And I'm going to touch back on the places where young folks can, can get these kinds of returns and, and where you, the apps that you should use, um, that are available to you. But if you're saving $50 a week at 9% returns, that's all you're doing. And you save that for 30 years and you don't touch it. You just let it grow. You set it and forget it. You will end up with almost $400,000. $50 a week turns into over four hundred thousand dollars at the end of your career you want to talk about sitting on the beach and a little extra pocket money that would be nice is that 400 grand now here's the best part only seventy-seven thousand seven hundred of that money is money you invested the big part the 317 plus thousand dollars that's all interest your money earned your money went out and made money and the money that your money made sits there and makes money. And the money your money made, that the, that money made, makes more money. It's your money is working for you. I don't understand why that's not attractive to everyone. Because they haven't experienced it. It's, it I, I truly believe that. I think once you experience it, and that's why I think you and I are so passionate about telling people, even if you can only do a dollar a week, you set this up. It's about building those habits and then you'll start to see the power of compounding interest and you'll become like us passionate about it, but you have to do it first and don't they don't know where to do a dollar a week because like, I you know, know, you I, know, like, like, I mean, $50 a week, you know, and I, I hear, um, you know, a lot of people saying, well, $50 a week, I can't do $50, you know, a week. We see it on our, on our, on our, um, social media posts all the time. Yeah, you can, you know. Me and my me and my wife had an event at church um, on Sunday, and for three hours, you know, we paid a babysitter sixty five dollars, you know, for 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 three hours. Right. You know, don't tell me that there's not ways that you can that you can do fifty dollars a week. You know, in fact, I would encourage you to 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 go big. You know, two hundred dollars a week. And I believe that that is very easily attainable and possible. And, you know, your scenario is based off to $50 a week and it turns into 400000 I mean, you know, you're going to turbocharge that if you do $200, you know, a week. You know, that is something that I think is easily attainable for anyone, you know. I agree. I agree. You and I are the kind of guys who, because we came, didn't have anything. Nobody gave us anything and we had to figure everything out on our own that we learned early in our careers and our lives that if you want something, you just have to go out and work for it and you can find the way. Now, are you sacrificing time with your friends and your family? Yes, but it's achievable. It's a balance though. It's, is it worth it for you? Do I think everyone could do it? Yes, I do. I absolutely agree with you. The other we got one of our contractors that sorry to interrupt, but we got one of our contractors that, uh, you know, he's a basketball, um, referee, and he uses all the money that he makes from that and, and, and saves it. And, you know, he's made killer money, you know, doing it. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. He actually even does like division two college games and different things like that. It's a little bit higher end, but you know, referee it's, I mean, I think of, of refereeing, I think about going out and doing a high school game, you know, he does, you know, even on the collegiate level, but 
my point is, is there's lots of side hustles out there. And if you make that side hustle your savings method, I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah, and like you said, you you gave an example of uh, that's straight out of the Millionaire Next Door book, which is one of the books that we recommend young fee- young folks read. Um, and which brings us to point three, which is to educate yourself. But before I dive in too far and educate yourself, I just wanted to touch on with starting good savings habits. There's resources now that you and I didn't have that allow you to tap into higher returns. You know, when we got out of college, you had to have a full brokerage account. Um, if you wanted to be investing in the stock market and chasing returns and that was expensive and you needed a certain amount of money and every trade was expensive. Well, the world has changed. Technology has changed that. And there's apps like, like, uh, um, Robin hood. There's apps like even fidelity. There's apps like, um, mint. What's the other one we love? Acorns, mm-hmm. uh, where you can micro invest these $50 a week and chase after returns. And you had mentioned that $200 uh, a week um, savings. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know what the difference in that is? You know how much $200 a week? I was wondering what our, what our producer was doing behind the, what was doing yeah. behind he, the camera there. And he went and did the math on the $200 a week okay. over your career at that 9%. Saving it, so you're going to sit on the beach when you're done working, right? Mm-hmm. And you only saved $200 a week. I know that only is a scary word for people, but... You know, it like doesn't that. add up much. Mm-hmm. So $200 a week turned you into $1.5 million. $1.5 million of cash just sitting there. Correct. That's the power of savings. And $1.1 million of that is profit you made on your little $200 a week. You made a million dollars. Your money went out and made you a million dollars. Well, that this goes back to mindset a little bit too. You know, if you set your goal high... And you know you're you're doing two hundred dollars a week, um, you know for a couple of years, you're gonna you're gonna love seeing your account grow. You're gonna find a way to make it five hundred. You know it goes back uh, to mindset. And just real quick, I want to touch on mindset again, real quick. You know, I started, um, you know, doing all the own my all my own work, you know, on on the properties, and that made it gave me a mindset of hey, I'm gonna watch every nickel that's going out the door. I'm doing this, doing a lot of the work myself. It helped create a mindset, but there's different ways that you can, you know, create that mindset without doing all the work. And what did we do right before, you know, we, uh, we started filming here. I was on here complaining, you know, about an overage bill that a contractor mm-hmm. sent us and said, you know what? I'm, these overages make me absolutely white hot. I don't think it's ever going to change. Right. You know, you know why? Because it's our money going out the door. You know, you've got to create that mindset. And if you're making it rain in a Vegas nightclub, <laughs> you don't have the right mindset. And again, the homeboys, not for you. Sorry. No, you're good. Your story is, is an amazing story because you went out in ratty old jeans and a crappy t-shirt and you used credit card money and whatever money you could scrap together from your day job to buy houses, to buy the paint that you would have to charge on a credit card. And you made it happen. You had that mindset. And then every dollar you made from those, you held on to, and you believed in the power of compounding interest and you kept it moving. You kept it either invested in savings or back into real estate. And that is the mindset that people need. Mm -hmm. So I think you're a great living example that people need to understand how doable it is. Because I don't think people realize that you literally didn't, weren't given a penny. You got out of college with no, you had no money. You had a job 
that you hated. That I hated. And I saw them piss biscuits and air fresheners. Right. True Truth. story. <laughs> right. I saw some other things, but I right. think it's always great to tell everybody. So how to sell the, you know, we didn't. We weren't handed you know a portfolio of real estate and said good luck, boys. No, I mean we scrapped it, and that's that attitude that will take you places if you have it. Um, then. Which is go, going back to educating yourself. You and I happen to have read many of the same books mm-hmm. because we were trying to educate ourselves on this stuff. And we've got a whole section on the homeboyspodcast.com of the books that we recommend that really changed our lives. And I think will help you understand the mindset that it takes to succeed. And a lot of them are s- super easy reads. I mean, you know, one of them is... is it a, has to be a super easy read. For, for you to me. read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It has to be big print and that pictures. But it's about learning. It's about admitting you don't have all the answers. And it's about listening to podcasts from people who have done it before, like us. There's other podcasts out there of legitimate, really good people. But you got to be careful because a lot of the most popular podcasts on making money or investing in real estate are absolute garbage and give terrible advice that is going to get you in deep trouble. So just be careful who you listen to, but keep educating yourself. Those are the steps. We're also going to have an education system, uh, system set up on our on the Homeboys podcast coming up soon that people can access and, and be able to learn. And then we have that savings calculator that's on there that can show people the power of investing and the power of compounding interest and the power of passive income. And the savings, the savings uh, calculator, you know, I, I want to really encourage everyone to keep an open mind when you're talking Again, you know, social media, you know, uh, a pushback for this would be like, oh, well, why would I do it when it takes that much time? Um, youngsters don't, you know, hate hearing this. And I used to be a youngster and I hated hearing this whenever I was younger. It goes really fast. It goes exceptionally quick. And, you know, I can't believe that I've been out of college, you know, for 23 years. It, you know, it blows my mind that it's been 23 years. I can't believe it. Right. It goes fast, really, really fast. And if you start the, that savings, you know, savings habits at that, at that age, whenever you're getting out of college, or you can do it before that, you know, for that manner, it's amazing what it, what it will, will do to your life. We had a 14-year-old kid uh, from Australia. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. This was like nine months ago, right into us, and tells us he was starting to save $20 a week. And uh, he was mowing the yards, I think, or doing something for his dad with something, cleaning coolers or cleaning. He was doing Correct. something, $20 a week. And I did the math, and, and we actually emailed him back. The kid's going to be a millionaire because of if he just keeps that up. Because right. he started so darn young in the power of time. So um, we also have an episode that covers kind of the power of compounding interest and passive income. It's episode 79. So if you're listening to that and want more details on kind of compounding interest and those kinds of things, listen to episode 79. It's I think it's actually a pretty entertaining episode and it's got some great info for you. We also got a, sh- uh, a shout out from one of our listeners, Jake Christian who's in his early twenties and, you know, he's starting to save money and, you know, he listens to the homeboys and he's, he's uh, reached out for advice from us. And I think it's awesome. These are the, I just pulled it up quickly because this brings me joy to see someone like Jake, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, I've listened to your show. I'm wanting to start saving. You know, what do you, what do you suggest? My first step is, um, I don't know. It it gives me hope that there's people out there that, uh, will, will, will apply these basic, easy principles to help change your life. We want to change people's lives, people. Listen up. We're not trying to uh, 
to start an argument here. And if you want to start an argument, go on down the road. The homeboys aren't for you again, but people like Jake out there. Well, those um, are the people that are going to make exciting to see. They're going to be successful because they're already asking the right questions at the young age, Mm -hmm. you know, and just wanting to know and being hungry for that next step. It's uh, that that's the start. You know, people like that are like, what's the next step? They don't even realize they've already done step one because they're so curious. Correct. There's the right mindset. Correct. Look, what, already, what do I do? What do right. I do? And, you know. and in a lot of ways, Jake's already on step two, which is educate yourself too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's already, sorry, he's, he's done step two, which is start the good savings habits. And he's already on to educate yourself and asking, how do I educate myself more? Right. You know, if you follow these kinds of mindsets, you're going to go places. Really the next step after educating yourself it's going to be time to dive in because you will have already started saving up, had a, hopefully by then have a, have enough to get started. Now there's a lot of methods to start in real estate. We're going to just real briefly cover a couple of them and we have strong feelings about what's the easiest and best way to start. And it didn't really exist when Clint and I first got in the business or we probably would have done it ourselves. Um, and we're also going to share a couple of hacks um, that, that can help people get started. One of the hacks, in fact, we should just start with it, is the hack that I did when I was in my 20s. I pooled my money with three of my buddies and we bought a house. It needed a ton of work. We had no idea what we were doing. So we pulled our money. We went to a mortgage broker and we said, can we get qualified? And because we all had enough income combined, we qualified for a mortgage with co-signers. We pulled our money for the down payment and we had pennies scraped together for the rehab. But mostly we just used our extra income from working our day jobs in order to afford the paint and the flooring and all the things. And then we figured it out and we fixed that house up. No idea what we were doing. Clint can vouch. I, I am not the handyman. I am not. I'm not the guy you call to fix stuff around your house, but we figured that out. You fought your way through it. We did. You know, and it sounds awesome. We got a great deal on the house, but it was trashed. And we lived in a construction zone for six months. It sucked as far as being in a nice place, but it was the time of our lives. We loved every minute of it. We didn't care that it was a crappy construction zone and not where most people want to live because we had a great time. And at the end of the rainbow, you know this story, we each pocketed over Mm $50,000. That is a great hack to start. It's a great way to start. Another another hack. I'm more intrigued that I see like all you guys like you know, shirtless, jamming out to the rock and roll music and having mm-hmm. an ice cold uh, cooler beer. <laughs> you know, sitting there, that's almost worth more to me than the 50 grand. I know? sent Bryce a photo of, <laughs> of me with the guys not long ago. And one of them, I'm wearing a butterfly collar and like a 1970s suit. And I don't, I think we got dressed up just to drink at home one night. Like, I don't even know what Sounds we were reasonable. doing, you know, in a construction. <laughs> you can see it in the background of the photo too. It's hilarious that the place is trashed. You know, and we didn't trash the place. Right. We, we were doing the opposite. We were the ones fixing it up. I think it's you killer. Know, it was a good time. Well, Bryce is going to, our, our, speaking of our producer, he's going to buy a house with an FHA mortgage and he's going to rent out the rooms to, to roommates. Thank you, man. And th- that way the mortgage is free. His, his buddies are getting a good deal on rent and they're paying down his mortgage for him. Then he can always sell that house and buy the next one or turn that one into a rental, move on to the next one, get another FHA mortgage later. You know, there's, there's so many hacks and short shortcuts to get going. But as far as methods go, really there's two main ones, right? Burr and turnkey are kind of the two most popular mm-hmm. these days. 
Tell everybody what burr is. I'm putting you on the spot because I can never remember the order of the words. It's buy, renovate, rent, refi, repeat. And then relax. And then relax. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw another, another, another no, it's, R. It's another burr. R. That's right. Yeah, and that that's a great method. It's a great way to get into real estate, but it requires a little bit of capital. That's that's the threshold mm-hmm. for that one that stops a lot of people from being able to do it. And it requires either a lot of time or a lot of resources as far as knowing good contractors. Yeah, you know, the one of the big things with the Burr method is, you know, the renovation. You know, first of all, you have to per, you have to buy right. Don't get emotionally involved. Stick to the numbers. You know, if it doesn't fit within your buy box and, you know, your criteria for, for the investment, you know, don't buy it. Be patient. You know, you'll get it. But the renovation. Wait, before we move on sure. to renovation, mm-hmm. right now, that buy box, it almost doesn't exist it in, is so across small. the country. It's so small. There's just there's just not a lot of, of foreclosures. And, you know, we've been in an appreciating market for, you know, over about a decade now. And what that does is it just stops foreclosures from happening because if somebody gets in trouble, they can just put a realtor sign in their house. When the market goes the other way, suddenly there's there's an influx of available inventory. So right now, Burr method is nearly impossible in most markets, but anyway, sorry. No, no, great point. But the renovation is something that I really throw caution at because if you don't have a Rolodex or have a very strong background in renovation, I've, we, I should say, have seen, Many, many, many dozens, if not hundreds, of people fail um, to trying to overcome, you know, the the contractor issue. And you know, I mean, we still have problems from time to time. You know, and we've got a you know a, a Rolodex larger than anyone else within our city. Um, so you got to be really, really cautious. And you know that you get that in the Burr method because you're going to be in charge of the renovation on it, and it can be scary, not impossible. So don't think I'm just uh, being a being a big pessimist here. You can do it. Be very cautious. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing way to get into real estate when you can and there's a lot of risks like Clint said, a lot of risks. You have to buy correctly, which isn't always as easy as you think. And then there's a lot of chances for things to go wrong during the renovation process. And this is market dependent. Right now is not the time we recommend clients get into Burr. It's just the properties that are available out there are the scraps that professional investors have looked over and passed on. That's about all anyone can find. So if the Burr method isn't something that we're really recommending now, but if the market changes, be ready, because that can be a great way to get into real estate. Sure. But we're not necessarily recommending the Burr method right now. What we are recommending is what we do for our clients. And the reason we do it for our clients is because it works, it's easy for them, and they can build wealth a little more passively than any other method. And that is buying turnkey. Buying turnkey, you need a 20% down payment and that's really all you need. You need to have a few, maybe $1,000 of reserves, 2000 to get started. And as long as you plan on keeping the cash flow as your reserves going forward, you can build up a giant nest egg and you can build up a giant reserve and you can build up giant wealth this way. So what is turnkey, Clint? Turnkey is basically um, getting into real estate investing. It's a business in a box. I mean, it is, it. It is um, you know, buying something that has already been purchased by someone. They have renovated it. Uh, they have had the property inspected. Uh, they've went over it with a fine-tooth comb, and they have already placed a tenant in, in it for you, and you can purchase it cash flowing from day one. 
Um, and there are many um, affiliates across the country that are very experienced in this. Um, and again, I throw caution out, not being a pessimist, but just want you want all of our listeners to to be able to vet, you know, these different uh, companies. You know, find someone that's been in business for five plus years. You know, that is offering a turnkey product. Uh, the turnkey world is really small when you look at it nationally, because if there's someone that's not doing a good job. Um, or don't know what they do and they don't last for very long so five uh you know five years of experience you'll weed a excuse me weed out all of the people that you should be scared of yeah and the other part about turnkey is we're talking about the existing product a lot of turnkey providers like we do build brand new rental properties for for their clients so we build a lot of multifamily, uh say duplexes and, and triplexes and quads that our investors want and we sell them to them brand new built fully warrantied fully uh, uh rented out and cash flowing on day one and there's a lot of providers across the country that offer that service so like clint said Turnkey is an amazing way to get into real estate. You just have to be careful with who you select. Uh, a great screening tip is what Clint said, which is making sure they've been around for a while because uh, the the fly by night people, you know, will have been out of business after about five years. So that's a great little screening tip to start with. And then mesh, do it with somebody that you mesh with. Meet with them, see what you think of them. It's that easy. So once you have that twenty percent down payment, we really recommend people look at turnkey and I don't want to get into the weeds real deeply on turnkey returns. However, I just want to say this. If you buy a rental property for say $150,000 and it's cash flowing, meaning the rents are about $200 more a month than all of your expenses, your mortgage, your taxes, your property insurance, all of those expenses, the cost of property management, you're making $200 a month. That doesn't seem like much. But keep in mind, all you needed was that 20% down payment of the 150000 So you had thirty grand basically down, and you're making $200 a month. Still not that exciting. Hold tight. Don't worry. There's more. <laughs> that $200 a month. Also, keep in mind, the tenant is paying down your mortgage. So the bank handed you $120,000 to buy this, and you put 30000 of your own money. Well, guess who's paying that $130,000 you borrowed from the bank back? Your tenant, not you. So you're gonna you're getting all of that equity. One hundred twenty thousand. Sorry, one hundred twenty thousand. We got to keep you aligned with the numbers. right. I'm throwing numbers all <laughs> over the place here. However, the point is is that the tenant pays your mortgage down for you. Also, historically, appreciation is a lock. It happens. It's part of the way that our economy works. So you're going to be capturing appreciation over time. Should you buy just on appreciation? Probably not. We don't believe in that. We're pretty conservative guys. We want a mix of cash flow. We want a mix of the tenant paying down the mortgage for you. And then we want to capture that appreciation. You build all those things together and you are talking about returns like you wouldn't believe. You turn $30,000 into a paid off property in in a few years, we're talking 20 years easy, you can pay it off if you do accelerated paydowns. Even 15 years like Clint does. Clint only does 15-year mortgages. After 15 years, he only had his down payment money out, and the tenant paid that off for him, and suddenly you've got a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollar house that only cost you thirty grand, and you're getting that thirty grand back each month in more rents. 
it's the returns can be just unbelievable in this. So I know I can get real excited and passionate about this and keep going. So you're going to have to stop me because I'm going to keep no, giving man, examples. It is exciting. You know, it's, uh, I th- we, and that's why we believe everybody should get on board with this. And I'll throw one other quick thing out there. You know, Yes, everything that we're saying would really goes goes to um, anybody, not just recent college graduates. But one thing I think would be great is great for recent college graduates. And you know, I talked to your daughter about this, and we talked about it on um, a recent podcast. Is go at housing your first house that you're going to live in as your first investment property, and go in with the goal of never selling that house. You know, whenever you buy that house, you're, uh, whenever you move on to your next house, you're going to turn that into a rental, you know, and keep it. In that case, you know, it's an FHA mortgage. You know, your, your down payment is only 3%. Um, you know, it's a great way to get started into real estate with, uh, with very little money, you know, out of pocket. Yeah. So this is something else. But one last hey, thing, though, yeah. too, is we just were uh, talking to an amazing, amazing lady who has helped literally thousands of people invest in real estate all over the country. She's an amazing woman. And she was saying she has a lot of clients right now that are have been scared off by the interest rates, even though cash flow is as good or better than it ever has because rental increases have made up for any any interest rate increases. And I just wanted to say that as one little tip, look at these as cold, hard, unemotional investments. Who cares if the interest rates are 7%, 8% even if the cash flow numbers work and the do re- it, do it. The returns it. are the same then. That's right. You know, don't be scared by those little changes that are out there. And Hey, if you're an optimist and you think that the rates are going to go back down to 4%, I think you might be crazy, but um, you could always refi when that happens. I really appreciate you letting me sit next to you for the show. Oh, it's, it's, it's all my, it's all my privilege. It's been, uh, it's been fun. You <laughs> know, I am, uh, I am about to go on a vacation, so I'm going to miss this, uh, for, uh, for a, a week or so, but, uh, taking the family to New York city and then to a, to a wedding that we were going to, um, up that way. So, but, uh, New yeah. York city, New I'm thinking of that York pace, city. pace picante. Yeah, there's a commercial. lot of our listeners are going to have no idea what you're we're saying. So old. This salsa says it's made in New York city, New York, New city. York city. I do love New York city. Yeah. I love going there with my family. I love New York. I'm excited for you. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube and, um, look up pace, salsa commercial new york city and uh, you'll, you'll you'll see but uh, but anyhow that is our show for this week as always we love bringing it to you fresh uh, if you have some time you got to check out our tiktok we are blowing up on tiktok all because i'm riding the coattails of scotty adams so you can find that at at the homeboys podcast on tiktok A lot of fun videos, a lot of education out there. We love giving this content to you. Keep listening. Till next time, homies. Happy investing.